halfway through the week. Here we go. Hump day. It is hump day. Uh, found this random fact. People in the Midwest are far more likely to say um than uh. And if you live on the East Coast, you're far more likely to say uh than um. I do a lot of like audio editing around here. And I feel like that's very true. I notice that a lot. Yeah. And the ums or mm, and the, like the fillers that people put in, in their sentences. I wonder if like West Coast has anything. It's a mixture of both, apparently. So. Fun fact for your uh, Wednesday morning. I'm very hyper aware of any filler words that I'm using at the current moment. I know. Now I feel like I can't. <laughs> I have to be very focused. Because in radio, it's like you want to fill every single space, space, dead air, whatever, because silence is scary to people in radio. The people in radio have nightmares about dead air. It's funny because my first thought goes to our friend Rizzuto right next door to us, the Rizzuto Show. He's originally from New York. And in my head, I can just hear him saying, ah, yeah. But like, we don't say that. We just say, um. We say, um, or yeah. oh. Yep. <laughs> I hope that your Wednesday is off to a good start. Uh, it feels I feel a little bit tired today. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like it was uh, yesterday was fine, but I'm feeling the Tuesday blues on the Wednesday. Yeah. I don't know. Yesterday was very busy. Everything gets better on a Thursday, so we'll just make it till then. That is very true. We've got Lady A tickets and also Blake Shelton tickets to give away with Remy versus Casey this or this morning. <laughs> there it is. 8 a.m. We'll do that. We've got some big tickets, so. Uh, let's uh, get this Wednesday started off right. Casey, how was your Facebook Marketplace exchange yesterday? How'd that go? I have gotten very lucky when it comes to Facebook Marketplace stuff so far. I mean, I've really only done it a handful of times over the last couple months. But I was really nervous to begin with because I, you you hear horror stories or I think you imagine them in your head. Oh, yeah. And then every time that I've you know gone to pick something up, it's always been in the most quaint, quiet neighborhood with the nicest people who are just like trying to get rid of a desk before dinner. Uh-huh. And it's been great. So I feel like they also imagine what it would, what it's going to be like when they meet you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like who's yeah. going to, who's going to purchase the item that I have up on Facebook marketplace? I wonder if they like look at my like Facebook profile and things that I haven't updated since college yeah and wonder what is going on with this girl i was there with a guy i was selling a moped so when i was a kid i loved mini bikes and mopeds and uh, scooters dirt bikes you know those kinds of things so i i ended up buying one a while ago like years ago i bought a moped that didn't work i was going to work on it we're going to make it run again and ended up just not having time for it so i ended up selling it on facebook marketplace and this guy called me on his way over to the house and it was like, I can't find your house. It's in a bad neighborhood. I'm scared. I'm in a sketchy area. You're going to have to come to me. You're going to have to come to me. I can't believe this. It was like a $100 moped. Like, it wasn't even like that big of a deal. Right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm telling him, dude, I'm not coming to wherever you're at. Like, we agreed. Yeah. And having seen photos in kind of the area that you lived in back then, that's it's insane to think that there could be a sketchy area even close. Yeah. I, I was, I just kept telling the dude, I'm sorry, this might not work out. Just, I can sell it to somebody else. It's right. fine. If you can't find your way, if you don't have a, if you don't have GPS at this point, or you can't find my house on your phone or whatever, I apologize. Yeah. We're just going to have to like move on. 
but I've been scammed. I've been tried. I've, I haven't, the scam actually didn't work, but I had to file a police report because someone wanted me to send them Western Union money and all this stuff. It's a, it's a crazy world out there. You said it, you said it best. You, these people that sit around and think about ways to scam people. If you just put your mind to something else, like yeah, helping the world. <laughs> it's the fact that people have the, the time to sit there and think about it and then the balls to actually execute it. And that's what I think a lot, like I was scared of before I started using Facebook Marketplace. Now I obviously only go to like listings with cities that I know yeah. or, you know, I'll look a little bit more into the, the seller's profile yeah. just to kind of get a gauge on things and be like, okay, you're not, you know, some of, sometimes it's, it'll, it'll direct you straight to shops mm-hmm. and I don't like that. You don't like going to a shop? I would go to a shop if I wanted to go to a shop. <laughs> Maybe it's a consignment shop. But like, no, not like that kind of thing. It'll say like this, you know, couch for $400. And then you click on it and it's like 83 in stock, even though it looks like a normal person's profile. Uh, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, filter See, those out. this looks sketchy. Don't need none of those. And I feel like Facebook Marketplace can kind of be a sketchy area if you don't really pay attention to like what you're doing. Yeah, we had a couple of people reach out yesterday when we briefly talked about this and said, meet at QT, meet in public. Uh, that's a good tip. Mm-hmm. Bring a companion, someone to be with you. Uh, and also Venmo and PayPal are obviously an easy way to pay somebody these days, but they say cash is king still and to use cash because it's not traceable. Like they, they don't and have any, they don't have any of your information at that point. They don't have your name name really if you wanted to remain anonymous yeah you're not giving some random person information at that point that they can uh, use down the road so just be careful if you're out there uh on the og craigslist oh, or if yeah. you're on facebook marketplace transacting i got a couple of those still this week that i gotta do i so i had to go to a walgreens yesterday to get cash back because i don't carry cash yeah. but i was like i'm not gonna give this random person like my venmo or and they probably won't tr- trust me with that anyway, they'd probably just like want cash in their hand. Yeah. So I was like, okay, got to make a couple stops, but we'll get there. Get that cash. I'm adding more pets to the family. Why? I have no idea. I have no idea <laughs> either because now you got three dogs. Two of them are under six months old. Yes. They have been ruling our lives. Uh, Maggie and Luna are our new lab German short hair pointer mixes. And they're they're starting to chill out a little bit. Like you can see they're learning the routine of the day, starting to go to the bathroom more outside, uh, Luna more than Maggie at this point. Um, but if you've been following along at all, we've had these tadpole sagas where we have the tadpoles and the tadpoles don't make it to the frog part of their life before passing away. Yeah. And we recently, thanks to a preschool on the hill, they donated a bunch of like 13 or 14 toad tadpoles. We had one make it all the way to toad status, but it's a tiny little toad and it's hard to feed and it's hard to find things to feed the little toad. So we went uh, on vacation and came back and- And it was gone. Not not good things. So I feel bad because my son, who is four years old, has been through it all in his four-year lifetime. I keep getting these new little (laughs) friends. They just keep dying. It's because it's all new for me. So I figured let's go, let's go back to an old standard that I had when I was a kid, when I was in high school, the leopard gecko. Easy to take care of. 
The only issue with the leopard gecko is that you got to feed it crickets. So you got to so have, have crickets in your house. In your house. Uh, so not not too bad. Keep it in the basement, all that kind of stuff. But are we making a huge mistake by just like <laughs> by giving him another pet? Is I think Leo, this one's going to be okay, though. I don't know. Leo, is he the type that's going to like run down there and see it every day? Yes. Or is he going to forget that it's there? No, he will. He's been asking us for this gecko for the past like four weeks now. Well, so, but like kids, they want a toy. They get the toy. The toy goes away after a couple days. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know if that's, I mean, obviously I'm going to be helping him take care of this. I'm going to be the main supporter of this gecko. I remember growing up and like all my friends had like hamsters. I had yeah. uh, hermit crabs. Those like little things that shouldn't need much taken care of, but then kind of just sit in a corner of a room. Hamsters, gerbils, guinea pigs, yeah. hedgehogs, chinchillas, rabbits. They say that one of the best animals for a child is a rat. I love that. Wouldn't be your first choice, obviously, but uh, rats can form a solid bond with kids and well, just humans in general. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty smart. Like rats are really smart. I know there are people like cringing in their cars. I don't think <laughs> I'm one of those people that if there was a rat that ran across the floor, I don't think I'd be phased at all. It's the New York rats that really get me. The real big the metro, fat ones. The metro rats that are just like hanging out on the tracks. You know Eating what I mean? Cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. Slices of pizza. You yeah. know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so we're going to go get this uh, leopard gecko today, getting the tank and supplies and all of that stuff. Uh, I feel better because I've had him watch several videos on how to take care of them, whether or not he's, you know, getting any of that is another thing. But just want to make sure that I teach my children that if they are going to get a pet, that they know how to take care of that pet and they know everything about that pet before they bring it into their lives. You know, what would be super cool. You are you're heavy into the uh, uh, like marine life world. Uh It would be cool if we could have Leo kind of dress up in like the little white coat not now, but like down the road and him be like, make a video. Like, this is my gecko. This is his name. This is how I take care of him. Yeah. Wouldn't that be so cute? Because he's such a little science kid. Leo's laboratory. Leo's lab. That's so <laughs> cute. Yeah, that would be it. That would be very fun. Uh, I'll have to get his reaction and we'll post that up on the Facebook page today. Uh, I did post up on the Facebook page like six great animals that you can get your kids or that you can help your kids with raising but let me know if there's any negatives to this. Like if you got something and then it didn't go well and you had to take it back or Starter whatever. Starter pets. Starter pets, yeah. 92.3 W-I-L. Hey, what's up, y'all? Jimmy Allen here. My first ever book, My Voice to Trumpet, is out now. So we've been waiting on this. We've been talking about this. Jimmy Allen releasing a children's book. It's called My Voice is a Trumpet, and he just released it yesterday, I think. That's awesome. So I already looked this up, and you can, if you're a big Jimmy Allen fan or if you just think the book is going to be great. You can buy it today at most major book retailers, but specifically Amazon, because I know you probably love your Amazon, mm-hmm. and it's only $15 there. And Jimmy said- 15? 15. Okay. I thought you said 50. Oh, I was no. like, that's a lot of money for a kid's book. No, no, no. <laughs> he says uh, his main lessons with this book is to have confidence in yourself, never give up, be good to people, because those are the tools that can help you succeed no matter where you are or what you're doing in your life. With all the noise of social media, especially with today's kids, it's easy to get lost in it, but the only thing you should be worried about is being yourself. That's great. That's a great message. I feel like Jimmy Allen's next book should be My Clothes Are a Trumpet. 
Your, his clothes are loud. loud. Very loud. Yeah, they are. If you don't know what we're talking about, I mean, just find him on Instagram. Find his wedding pictures. Yeah. You'll understand. Yeah. I, I love this for him because I think it's a good way to connect with your kids, especially, uh, you know, writing these kids' books puts you into their frame of mind. Yeah. Which I'm going to say, having written one isn't easy to do. So you got to talk <laughs> like in kid language and make sure that you're coming across the right way, but still being interesting and fun, but having a good message still. Yep. You got it. It's a lot. So you can see more about it on our socials, Facebook and Instagram, 92.3 W.I.L. This is Unprofessional News on 92.3 W.I.L. Local auto shops are warning catalytic converter thieves are armed and they're working overtime to rip you off. That's pretty crazy. I think we've had like five in just our parking lot alone. Catalytic I, converters stolen. So we get to our parking lot very early in the morning where usually if you're walking in, you're the only person out there. Uh -huh. I was not the only person out there this morning. There was also an unknown other, which like we have business all, all around us. Like yeah. that person could have like worked anywhere or been... A, it was just suspicious because I was like, why are you just standing there in the corner over there? I see you and I know you see me, but I'm going to keep walking. Did you say something to somebody? No. Part of the problem. Okay. <laughs> you wouldn't do anything wrong. Uh, 18 seconds is all it takes to, to get one of these catalytic converters off a car. Especially if you know exactly what you're doing. You've done yeah. it a million times before. Ching. See ya. So the best way to prevent this from happening is to keep your car in your garage. That's not an option for a lot of people. However, uh, there is something called a, uh, there's like a shield that's like repair shops can install that go over your catalytic converter. It's mm -hmm. like 200 bucks and it'll prevent them from being able to do that in 18 seconds. So if you're at if you have a job where your car is exposed, you have a lifted vehicle that's up off the ground and you feel like you're maybe thinking a little bit too much about yep. your catalytic converter, maybe just get a shield and calm calm those nerves. Well, because it's going to be like 2 or 3000 dollars plus a decent amount of wait time now because it's it's happening so much around here. That's so nuts. In 2020, 110 catalytic converters were stolen off vehicles in St. Louis city limits. This year, 610 converters have been stolen. That's a crazy increase. So uh, protect your converters. Park in your garage if you got one. Next story, the world's most expensive French fries are being sold on the Upper East Side in New York City. Serendipity 3 creative director Chef Joe Calderon says that his restaurant won the Guinness World Record for most expensive plate of fries. I don't know if that's something to hang your hat on, but... Uh, right. They gotta. They better be heavenly. The fries are made from upstate New York potatoes, which are blanched in Dom Perignon, champagne, and French vinegar. They're then cooked in goose fat and tossed with truffle oil and fresh truffles from Italy. One serving... $200 for french fries. Doustin like made an alcohol and stuff. Yeah. And you know what? I bet they taste normal. Yeah. I would say that the truffle oil and the truffles from Italy might make them taste a little bit different. Right. But Dress it up a little bit. But I know those aren't cheap. Yeah. $200 for french fries. I mean, that's up to you, right? If you get the money to spend, you might as well try it. If you're a french fry connoisseur, <laughs> yeah. go for it. <laughs> Next story. Do you love traveling and eating tacos? Very food forward on professional news. Uh, McCormick is looking for its first ever director of taco relations. If hired, you'd be McCormick's resident taco expert. The company would send you around the country to keep your eyes and ears on all the new taco trends. 
You even get to work with the McCormick Kitchens team to develop delicious taco recipes. Have you ever used McCormick taco seasoning? Um, no, for real. I always use the Taco Bell seasoning. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's an option too. Uh, to apply, all you got to do is send a two-minute video that showcases your personality and passion for tacos. <laughs> Applications need to be submitted by July 20th. I'm imagining them in their little McCormick executive meeting rooms saying, you know what we need is someone to just go all around the U.S., try out all the new trends, bring them back to us so we can copycat it and then put it out in the stores and then we'll make it a fun social media contest. How about that? I mean, that's how a lot of companies are doing it these days, but I think the OG is the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, right? That's true too. So you want to travel the country in a wiener? The Wienermobile might be your avenue. You always hear about like the application process or like when the company is telling you about it, but you never hear about the winner or see them on their journey. Yeah. That's what I I want to follow up on who won and where are they in the U.S. right now trying tacos. Yeah. Where if you ever won one of these contests or gotten one of these cool jobs, uh, let us know because we want to talk to you. And it could have just been like for a year because I remember they did that hundred thousand dollar salary wine position in California. They've done this as a PR stunt, but is it actually just a PR stunt or are they actually hiring someone? We would love to know. Uh, the American League beat the National League 5-2 to two last night. Unfortunately, Arnado went to 0-2. Back to regular action on Friday. Cards, Giants at Bush Stadium. First pitch at 7-15. Let's get to the task at hand. Remy versus Casey. Uh, today, we've got those Lady A tickets or Blake Shelton tickets up for grabs. We're going to go to Kelly, who was on the phone first. She's in Forestell. Uh, Kelly, who would you like to pick today? Remy or Casey? Come on. Come on. I think she said Remy. Did she say Remy? Okay. Yes, Remy. Your phone cut out at the most opportune time. (laughs) All right, Jenny, stay on the the line as well. We will get to you just after the game. We'll see who wins. Are you ready? Let's do it. This is the fight of our lives. It's time for Remy versus Casey on New Country 92.3 WIL. Don't call it a comeback. Remy's got two wins in a row. That's right. It feels good. St. Louis Post-Dispatch interviewed me yesterday. No, they didn't. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) You gave up on that quick. (laughs) No attempt to try to sell that at all. Uh, But uh, you're trying to push Pat Maroon here. For the greatest St. Louis of all time. Three-peat rem. Let's go. Three-peat rem. A chance at it today. Uh, the game today is what came first. Remy, you've knotted it up this month. Four and four. You versus Casey. But two wins in a row. So that means you get first choice today. Do you want to go first? Or do you want Casey to go first? I like this trend of uh, letting Casey go first. All right. Casey <laughs> up first. So Remy's going to jump out to the hallway. Okay, bye. In this game, I will give two options to Casey and then to Remy. And they have to decide which of the two came into existence, debuted first, whatever the situation calls for. So, Casey, number one, what came first, the PT Cruiser or the movie Titanic? Oh, it's got to be the movie Titanic. Number two, of the Brad Paisley songs, what came first, Letter to Me or When I Get Where I'm Going? Ah, man, they're very close in the the Brad Paisley timeline. They are very close. I'm going to go with... Letter to me. Question number three. What came first when it comes to their debut in the in the United States? Starburst or Skittles? Uh, Skittles. Question number four. Thomas Rhett's Die a Happy Man or Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball? What came first? Also decently close. I'm going with Wrecking Ball. Question number five. Whose first season in the NHL came first? St. Louis great Brett Hull or our own Jamie Rivers here at Hubbard Radio. Ah, Jamie. 
Yeah, no, that's not my answer. No. Oh, oh. Who came? Wait, who's whose season? first season oh, came geez. first? How old is that man? <laughs> because Brett Hole hits me as like kind of old, but Jamie Rivers is like uh, still kind of old. Uh, but he looks good for being still kind of old, right? Right. Okay, I'm gonna say Jamie just because I think it should be Brett. Okay. Uh, <laughs> interesting take. Sounds there. like a tr- trick question. Uh, who reached billionaire status first, Bill Gates or Warren Buffett? Warren Buffett. And question number seven, last one here. What TV show debuted first, Happy Days or Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? I think that Happy Days came first. Okay. This is not my week. This is not your week. Remy's going to make really his way I'm really not in. feeling it. You seem frustrated. I don't know what's going on this week. Okay. Well, Casey may be off her game. That's all right. Remy coming in with a smile again. <laughs> Looking for a three-peat. He's celebrating already. Let's go. Okay, no big deal. Uh, what came first is the game today, Remy. Yeah. Question number one. What came first, the PT Cruiser or the movie Titanic? Oh, man. Titanic was... PT Cruiser was... <laughs> Titanic came first. As he punches his head a man, little bit. PT Cruiser. What a weird-looking car. Right? Question number two. Brad Paisley's songs. What came first, Letter to Me or When I Get Where I'm Going? Featuring Dolly Parton, by the way. Letter to Me. Question number three. What came first with her United States debut, Starburst or Skittles? Skittles. Question number four. What came first, Thomas Rhett's Die a Happy Man song or Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus? Uh, That was obviously Miley Cyrus' Wrecking Ball. Question number five. Whose first season in the NHL came first, Brett Hull or Jamie Rivers? Oh, man. Uh, Brett Hull. Question number six. Who reached billionaire status first, Warren Buffett or Bill Gates? Uh, Bill Gates. And question number seven. What TV show debuted first, Happy Days or Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? This is like right up your alley here, Casey. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Okay. How do you feel? How do you feel? I felt like I knew none of those. (laughs) I feel like you did very well. (laughs) Two wins in a row for Remy. Uh, He said that last question was up Casey's alley. We'll see. We'll start there. (laughs) We'll see. What debuted first, Happy Days or Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Casey, you said Happy Days. Remy, you said Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It was Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, 1968 to 1974. 68? I didn't know it was that old. 68, yeah. Who reached billionaire status first? Was it Bill Gates or Warren Buffett? Casey, you said Warren Buffett. Remy, you said Bill Gates. It was Bill Gates. By two years, 1987, yep. Buffett reached it 1989. It's them computers. So Remy with a 2 nothing lead right now. All right, on to the next one. Number five, what came first? Jamie Rivers, first season in the NHL, or Brett Hull's first season in the NHL? Casey, you said Jamie because you thought it was really Brett Hull, so you were playing kind of the reverse psychology game. <laughs> Remy. You went with Brett Hall. It was Holly. 86 was his first year. Jamie, almost a decade later in 1995. Jamie, remind me to apologize. Oh, wow. (laughs) I will uh, definitely let him know. I thought he came in as like a 12-year-old or something. (laughs) (laughs) So there we are. Uh, 3-0 right now. Remy's got the lead. Uh, We'll bounce around here. Number three, what debuted in the U.S. first, Starburst or Skittles? Remy, you said Skittles. Casey, you said Skittles as well. It was Starburst, 1967. Skittles mm. debuted in 1982. I don't know why I was. I get. I, I feel like that was one of the candies that they sent to the war, or for the no, wars. That's M and M's. Yeah, I think yeah. Skittles debuted in like 
Europe maybe a couple years before, but it was yeah, it was a lot later in the U.S. Taste so the still three nothing for Remy right now. Which Brad Paisley song came first? Was it Letter to Me or was it When I Get Where I'm Going? You both went with Letter to Me. It is indeed When I Get Where I'm Going. Mm-hmm. Okay. 2005 for that one. 2007 for Letter to Me. Still Remy with a three nothing lead. Hopes are smashed. I think they pretty much are. But we're still gonna we're still gonna push through this. Yep. Thomas Rhett's "Die a Happy Man" was in 2015. Miley Cyrus's "Wrecking Ball" was 2013. You both picked up a point there, so it is four to one right now. And then the last one, the PT Cruiser debuted in 2000. Titanic was 1997. You both got that one right. Yeah. Remy wins, Let's and he's go. back on top five to four this month. Wow. I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> Three P Rem, what up? <laughs> Remy. Remy. All right, Kelly, we did it. Yay. Look at that. Remy's getting some wins and talking in third person. You know that the ego is going on right now. Kelly, what do you want? Uh, Do you want the Blake Shelton tickets or do you want the Lady A tickets today? Wait, wrong person. Oh. (laughs) We love the Blake Shelton tickets. All right, we got you set up with the Blake Shelton tickets. Uh, Jenny, we will get you the Lady A tickets. So hang out on hold. We'll get right to you. And uh, maybe you should hit up some like quiz sites or something i'm not doing well this week testing yourself everything is off are you okay are you okay hey can't win every day should you use a magic eraser on your teeth to clean them that is is the question the craziest concept people come up with the gnarliest things especially for like cosmetic purposes I feel like people get really creative and kind of dangerous. Yeah, you could just, you know, brush your teeth, but that's kind of the old school way, I guess. Uh, Remy and Casey, 92.3 WIL. We talked about this yesterday in the unprofessional news. People are using magic erasers to, like, get coffee stains off their teeth, but dentists are kind of like, eh, I don't know if that would be a good idea or not. Right. But you kind of did some research on your own, Casey. Exactly. So this is the girl that started it all, Heather, on TikTok, who I think has since deleted her account, probably because she's gotten a lot of backlash. Um, But here's what she originally said. This is a magic eraser. Yeah, that's what I said. I take a little tiny piece of it, wet it. Don't touch your gums. Can you hear that? Yeah. And she has had people (laughs) all over... Trying it out, reacting to the video, kind of cringing at it. A lot of people saying like, hey, I don't know if this is safe. A lot of people saying, uh, maybe I'll give it a try. Like this guy. Let's give it a go. Okay. I'm not going to say I was doing it wrong. I just don't remember the lady in the video's mouth being covered in blood. Yeah. I'm going to have to rewatch the video and make sure I did it right. Yeah, you can see it on the TikTok. He's not just saying that. Like, hey, you can see his teeth and his gums are bleeding. I can't imagine... It might not be the sponge itself that is doing it, but whatever they put inside the sponge, the like cleaning agent. Yeah. He probably shouldn't be putting it. This is almost like eating Tide Pods, I would say. Kind, yeah. I mean, essentially, even dentists have been reacting to it as well. Let's go. First off, I'm sure she's seeing results now, but using that on your teeth is like using sandpaper. It's too rough. Second, why would you put random chemicals in your mouth? Uh, Again, like the Tide Pods. Why would you put random chemicals in your mouth? I mean... I would say, because they make the, the melamine sponges, because we use them in the aquarium hobby. You can get them on Amazon with nothing in them. Like, just the sponge. That's it. Just the, the texture of it. 
it seems weird that she would say that it's still too rough because they're very soft. Right. A magic eraser is very soft. So that's why I was a little confused about it being rough. And I think she's maybe pertaining to like, it's rough. The chemicals are too rough on your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's also possible that over time, because if you think about what a magic eraser can do, if you ever use one taking right. paint off of walls or, yep. you know, the toughest of stains out of whatever. It's like the way you see how you can see a green penny turn clean when you drop it in some Coke. Yeah. And you're like going to drink that. It's kind of like that, but on your teeth. Yeah. Either way. I'm just going to stick to the painful cleanings that I endure whenever I go to the dentist. You know what? The cleanings <laughs> and the crest hide strips. I think there's way better and safer ways to do this. Don't believe everything TikTok tells you. In fact, I've got a great story on that coming later in the show on something that I tried from TikTok. Something you tried from TikTok. Yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. this. Okay, okay. Uh, let's get to the unprofessional news. This is the unprofessional news on 92.3 WIL. A study in the Journal of Marine and Fishery Sciences says sharks have been spotted twice in the Mississippi River near St. Louis. What? First off, the word fishery. Fishery. Marine and fishery sciences. It's Shark Week. Fascinating new research reveals that there have been two sharks caught in the area uh, on the Mississippi River, which is pretty fascinating. Is uh, this just coincidental, or are we learning about this specifically because it's Shark Week? I think a little of both. Uh, I f I'm guessing that people already knew that this was going happened, down, but is now getting publicity because of Shark Week. One of the sharks was caught near Alton, September 6th, 1937. City is located around 1,700 miles from the Gulf of Mexico. So that's about how far that shark traveled. Uh, and it weighed 84 pounds and was about five feet long. And that was, did you say that was in 1937? Yeah. Okay, when was the second one? The other shark was caught in 1995 at the Rush Island Power Station near St. Louis. So they can do it. Yes, a lot of and a lot, there are a surprising amount of fish that live in both salt and fresh water. So and they can transition slowly into just being in fresh water. Yeah, because that's what essentially what's happening. Is. The river, yeah, it flows into the Gulf of Mexico, but all of those fish and you know the animals that live in that area can transition between the two, which is kind of interesting. These are bull sharks, I think, is what they were. It's still crazy to think that like that there could be sharks just <laughs> swimming in the Mississippi under us when we drive under the Poplar Street Bridge. Yeah, you can you can now play a new game. It's called Driftwood or Shark. Driftwood or Shark. That's fun. <laughs> if only it wasn't so brown, maybe we could actually see some. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, just look for those those fins. Those ominous fins. Next story: Kraft, the longtime purveyor of mac and cheese, is ready to introduce something new: macaroni and cheese. Ice cream. Hate it. Would you eat this? I would do it for the radio. <laughs> I would never buy it. Beginning today, lovers of both ice cream and Kraft macaroni and cheese can get a two-for-one deal. The release that could possibly be your new favorite after-dinner snack. What? No. The new release combines the year-round comfort foods to create a sure-to-be-unforgettable and definitely a flavorful treat. No artificial flavors, preservatives, or dyes. I just don't know. It's the sweet and salty thing again. You go back to it, right? It's the sweet. It's the for me. It's the sweet and cheese. Like I can barely handle cream cheese. Sweet I don't and think, cheesy. Yeah, I don't know if I could handle ice cream cheese. <laughs> Mac and cheese, and then cheese whiz topping. Oh, you like that? Nass. Yeah. 
Uh, it would be interesting, but like you said, for the radio, I would definitely try that. Next story, according to a new survey, kids are raiding their parents' closets for clothes. Three oh, and yeah. three and four kids between the ages of five and eighteen say that they, uh, their parents' sense of style as a teenager was actually cool. I'm not gonna lie. Within the last few months, I have gone and done a deep dive into my mom's, like the behind her everyday clothes. Yeah. Really dove in there to try and find some old stuff because she's crazy. She has clothes from when she was like my age. Really? Yeah. And now they're coming back. Yeah, my uh, I, I raided my grandparents' closets when I was in high school because for whatever reason, those like button-up shirts, the like plaid yeah. button-up shirts had come back at that point. Uh, so this is not a new thing, but nearly 60% of kids admit to stealing one of their parents' old outfits to wear to school. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of cool. I, I, I'm okay with that because then that means you don't have to buy new clothes. Yeah, and I think it'd be, it'd be cool as a parent to see your kid running out the house in something that you like used to wear. Yeah. I mean, it's like you made a good choice. 20 years ago or 30 years ago or whatever it was. Have you ever had a Pinterest fail? You saw something and you were like, I think I can do that. Looks easy enough. Or maybe you saw it on TikTok. Seems to be a new trend. This happened to you, Casey. You know that I think I am some DIY queen. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think you called yourself a queen. But I don't think you, I would either. If you feel like that in your head. Then. But like, I pretty much, <laughs> if I can go around buying something new or kind of get around anything just by doing it myself, I usually will. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, most time turns out fine. Not this time. Not this time. This was like my first real fail that I'm kind of annoyed about because... A few, maybe a month ago, I ordered a new comforter for my new room at my new house, and it was supposed to come in this, like, deep olive green. Didn't. Came in mint blue. Oh. Like, not even a green. Like, a minty ice blue. And so I thought, you know what? I don't really love it, but I, I love the comforter itself. Like, it's a great material. It's awesome. It's just what I need. However, it's just not the right color. So, I've been scrolling on TikTok. I've been seeing... All these people dyeing all their clothes and their sheets mm-hmm. with Rit dye. And Rit is like a like thousand-year-old company that grandmas <laughs> use. So I was yeah. like, it's gotta work. I remember I remember tie-dyeing shirts with my with my mom and my grandma when I was a kid with that. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, it's gotta work, whatever. So I buy a big bottle of the emerald green color. And I think, oh, you know, it'll turn out some shade of green. Like, it's a minty color right now. So it'll stay within that cool family. Yeah. And followed all the directions, put in all the ingredients, filled my bathtub to the top because I knew it's not, I know it's not just like a little stovetop. It's a comforter. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Filled my bathtub to the top, put it in, stirred it for an hour, let it sit for an hour, did everything it said, washed it in cool water. Nothing. All it stained was my fingers and my bathtub. Oh, there's something. It just looks like you spilled stuff all over your comforter. Yeah. So at first I was like, man, I compared it to the color of the pillowcases, which match, and it's the same color. And then I was like, what is going on? So I opened it all the way up and there's little splotches that looked like I just spilt things everywhere. Yeah. Not even cute, like a watercolory effect, but like ugly splotches. Yeah, do you eat food in your bed, Casey? Because no. that's, that's what it looks like. It looks like that. That's what happened. So it just didn't take. It didn't take correctly. It took super unevenly. I I mean, it still is pretty much the exact same color I started with, and I'm 
now I'm annoyed because I think I have to buy a whole new comforter if I want. I mean, it like it's a blanket. It works. However, I wonder if you skipped like an essential step. Like there's a setting step that needs to happen before you stick it in the washer. I don't know. I, I don't know either because I really I read over it a bunch of times. I thought I did it all right. And I'm so annoyed that now I just bought a new comforter last month and I'm going to end up buying a new one because I messed it up. <laughs> well, that's the worst case scenario, right? It's not the it's not super awesome, but it's also not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I'm debating buying another couple bottles and doing it again. <laughs> you might as well try at this point. What's what's cheaper, another bottle of Rit or... Right, a $5 bottle of Rit or like a $50 comforter to match yeah. the one I just bought. Maybe just do a couple more YouTube videos to see how to get it, to get that color to set in there. But that's that's funny. I thought you were trying to tie-dye it. Like oh, I thought no. you were trying to make like a design on it, but you're just trying to change the whole color the of the whole comforter. The whole color, yeah. <laughs> have you ever done this before? Or have you ever like had a Pinterest fail or a TikTok fail or a DIY situation go wrong and then you're just more annoyed with it at the end of it anyway? Yeah. Let go us know. Yeah, go see what it looks like on the Instagram story. Oh yeah, go to Instagram, click our story, see my hand that is dyed blue. Hand looks great. Thanks. Hand looks great. Hand, it came out very even on the hand. <laughs> the rest, no. <laughs> next, uh, next will be the tanning lotion or whatever to keep the blue right. or the green on your hand. So... Here's what's awesome. That's awesome. 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 Really awesome. On 92.3 WIL. The food business has taken quite a hit, uh, weathered that COVID-19 storm last year, and even still feeling it in a lot of places. I was just listening to, uh, the, in the bathroom, we have like the other radio stations on, and, <laughs> and Patrico was talking about how when they were in Vegas, tons of tables open at this restaurant that they walked into. And they were like, it'll be a 45 minute wait. They can't have, they don't have wait staff. They don't have kitchen staff. Right. So they don't have enough people to, you know, do all those tables. I had that same uh, instance or incident, I guess, in the loop at Fitz's a few weeks ago because their entire upstairs was open. And I was like, why have we just been waiting here for an hour if the whole upstairs is open? And then it's when I realized they don't have enough people working here to supply that many guests. Yeah, it's it's been pretty crazy for restaurants. If you're looking for work, that's a, a great place to start. I know a lot of people are offering bonuses as well. But the owner of a place called Heavenly Pizza wanted to show his workers his gratitude. I don't think pizza places took as big of a hit especially delivery, like if that's your main business, because that that doesn't change much during COVID. But he gave the entire day of sales to his employees that day. On a typical Monday, they do do about 100 orders. This week, they did 220 orders, which translated to over $6,000 in sales and over $1,000 in tips, all of which went back to the employees. He said each worker made about $78 an hour for their shift. Oh, my goodness. You know, if you're working four or five hours, you're making a decent, a decent amount, decent that, amount day. that day. Yeah. Casey covers country on 92.3 WIL. I mean, what do you even get a couple who's been married for 75 years? Like, what's the anniversary for a couple oh, that's been together forever? A Shutterfly album? I don't know. They just have everything. <laughs> Not to mention a presidential couple like Jimmy Carter and his wife, wife Rosalind, Rosalind, mm-hmm. whatever. Who probably have had everything they've ever wanted by this point anyway. Yeah. You give them your presence. Like, not presence, like box presence, but like just being with them. Being around them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that wasn't enough for Garth and Trisha. Because Garth, Brooks, Trisha Yearwood went to their 75th anniversary party. Mm. Also imagine President Jimmy Carter throwing an anniversary party. Yeah. I'm 
imagining Hopping. lots of pastels and <laughs> finger sandwiches. It's a finger sandwiches. It's a rave. It's a rave. You don't know Jimmy Carter. <laughs> they brought him and his wife a bright red convertible made the year that they got married. Wow. Which was 1946. Oh, man. I guess if you're going to get, uh, go big, right? Go huge. I wonder how much that goes for. Do you know what kind of car it is? All I found was stuff that said convertible. I couldn't actually find what the name of it was. Maybe I could look, dig a little deeper and then we can see how much it costs. But, you know. Garth Brooks has so many, like, high-profile friends. That He is a very high-profile person himself. I was just going like, to say that. Like, the oh, he's just friends with Jimmy Carter? He's just buying him a car? Like, I don't know. Man, I can't, I can't find the... I see the car. Right, I see it, and I've, I've seen it in articles and stuff, but nothing actually says what it is. So I'm a little curious about it. However, they did say that President Jimmy Carter and his wife were bright-eyed and bushy-tailed when they saw it, and they were very excited to go out riding around in it, so... Why do I want to say it's like a Thunderbird? I don't know. I don't know. It, it's really sweet. It's and, very and I, cool. It's a very sentimental and thoughtful gift for sure. Someday, if you know we ever go big, it gets syndicated, and every station around oh. America is taking the show, I will oh, okay. get you a car for your 75th wedding anniversary. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I hope you're alive by then. <laughs> I hope I marry for that long too, actually. Uh, yeah, that's uh, or is it a 75th birthday or a 75th anniversary. wedding anniversary? Yeah, no way. I swear. Wow. That's 1946. Crazy. That's crazy. I know. That's crazy. Fresh out of Nashville. Fresh new country. It's the Catch of the Day on 92.3 WIL. Catch of the Day's new music that you probably haven't heard on the radio yet. It could be a new artist. It could be new songs altogether. But today we've got Lane Hardy. Lane won season 17 of American Idol. He also played this song on The Bachelorette a few weeks ago. So maybe you've seen him there. 17 seasons. Isn't that crazy? There's more than that, but it's just crazy to hear that out loud. I know. And especially <laughs> since Lane won, I really haven't heard much from him. But I really like this song. I think he's got an awesome voice and he's very talented. So this is called Memorize You. It's the catch of the day on 92.3 WIL. Remy and Casey, those tickets for the Zach Brown Band, Sam Hunt Show at Bush Stadium do go on sale today as the pre-sale, the main like on sales tomorrow. So the pre-sale starts at 10 a.m., We've got 923WIL.com. We've got a, uh, a code there that you can use to get in that presale. What is, and this is such a dumb question to me to ask, but I've always kind of wondered this. What is like the point of presale? Why, why wouldn't we just say that they're on sale? Um, a presale is usually like it, like there are companies like credit card companies that will mm -hmm. spend extra money for the promotion to do that. Oh, you know what I mean? So, okay. So basically you can get your tickets today. First chance at tickets when you use the code WIL. Yeah. And Got I used it? to, I used to work at a box office in college and what happens during a presale is a lot of times they'll, they'll like only hold a handful for the presale just mm -hmm. so they can make sure that they sell them. But you can still get pretty good seats if you're not participating in a presale. Right. So when they go on sale, sale, it, you'll still have plenty of chances at good seats. Plus it's at Bush Stadium. So yeah. I mean, yeah. there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of seats. <laughs> a lot of seats to fill at Bush Stadium. That's for sure. But if you want to get in on that presale today, starts at 10 a.m. for Zach Brown Band and Sam Hunt today. Lots of fails. Uh, <laughs> the magic eraser. Don't do that to your teeth. Uh, Casey's tie dye or Casey's dying of the comforter yeah, fail. Lots you said of the fails. dye the dye company actually reached out to you though. 
Rit Dye, the dye company, saw us on Instagram. They reached out. They said, whoa, that's crazy. Tell us all the details, like what fabric it is, what kind of dye it is, and maybe we can work it out and get you, you know, some results that work. That would be awesome if you actually got a chance to like talk with them and see what happened, what went wrong, so you yeah. can actually change the color of your comforter. We talked about uh, the new leopard gecko that's coming into my house oh, today. Yeah. Uh, my son is going to be very excited about that. Does but... Leo have a name picked out for it? Uh, he's been naming everything waffles lately. Uh, another <laughs> just like everything another thing named waffles. <laughs> yeah, there's a toad out in the front. Maybe, it's waffles. Yeah, maybe pancakes, bacon. Yeah, some other breakfast item. Yeah. He just he just had bacon for Bagels. the first time yesterday, and he really liked it. So. Oh really? Yeah. There maybe bacon will be the name of the leopard gecko. Who knows? <laughs> uh, you can always follow along on the Instagram and TikTok page 923 W I L.